0: Food bloggers, hey, if you have not yet joined the new amazing Eat Blog Talk community, you have to go do it. You will find so much value inside, including connecting with other food bloggers in a much deeper way and having access to all kinds of exclusive value, such as bonus podcast episodes and mastermind groups and a resources and service providers directory and so much more. Go to eblogtalk.com for more information and we cannot wait to see you inside. Okay, food bloggers, have you heard of Flowdesk, the new big email marketing rage? This is an amazing new option for managing your email subscriber list. It is super easy to use and it comes with gorgeous, intuitive drag and drop templates. And Flowdesk does not charge based on number of subscribers, so your monthly rate will stay the same from month to month. Everyone pays $38 a month or use my affiliate link to get 50% off and pay only $19 a month. You guys, this is a fraction of the price of other email service providers and you'll be blown away by the beautiful and intuitive templates waiting for you inside. Visit eatblogtalk.com forward slash resources to grab your link. Flowdesk, the stunning new option for email marketing. What's up, food bloggers? Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, the podcast made for you, food bloggers seeking value for your businesses and your lives. Today, I will be having a chat with Rafael Espinal from freelancersunion.org, and we are going to talk about freelancing in America. Rafael is the executive director of Freelancers Union. He has spent the first six months of his tenure focused on COVID 19 relief for freelance workers. He played an instrumental role in ensuring the CARES Act included freelance workers for pandemic unemployment assistance, personally a foodie and advocate for food justice. The union represents 500,000 members across the country with a mission to provide independent workers with a space to build community, advocacy, and curated products that we believe benefit workers. Raphael, I'm really excited to chat with you about this topic today, but first, give us a fun fact about yourself.
1: Wow! Right, right, straight to it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks for having me. It's truly really a pleasure. Um, since, since, uh, since uh, the audience are, are food bloggers, I would say uh, one of my biggest passions is uh, I like making uh, pizza, and I, I've uh, uh, put the work in to become an expert in making Neapolitan style uh, pizza, which I cook in my wood fire on the oven in my back.
0: Oh, you have a wood fire oven in your backyard. Oh, that is amazing. So what tips do you have for us? Like, are there just some things that we need to know about cooking that style of pizza?
1: Yeah, I would say you keep it simple. It's literally just flour, a little bit of yeast and water. Um, and, uh, you know, once you get those propor- proportions right, and, you know, not focus on adding too much to the pizza, uh, I think it, it comes out perfectly.
0: Oh, so you truly are a foodie, and I love I love your pizza focus. Everyone loves pizza, right? Exactly. <laughs> Great fun fact. Well, let's dig into the topic and why you're here today. Freelancing. Um, you are executive director of Freelancers Union, and you are advocating for freelancers to get the support and the advocacy and also the resources they need. This is super relevant for food bloggers which is who we're talking to today, because a lot of us are freelancers ourselves, and we also hire and work alongside freelancers of many varieties. So I would love it if you started out our chat just by talking through what freelancing in America currently looks like.
1: Yeah, so the union actually uh, has worked over the past few years to survey um, members across the country but also dig through data that the IRS uh, occasionally puts out to look at what freelancing in America looks like. And what we found uh, is that 57 million uh, Americans have reported to have freelanced uh, at some point through 2019. Uh, so it's a, it's a workforce that, that's large in numbers. It, contri- it also contributes uh, close to a trillion dollars to the country's GDP. Uh, So it's also very powerful when it comes to uh, the economic input and output that it it produces. So we think it's important that as a union that government uh, is very aware of these numbers and plays a more active role in supporting uh, freelance workers in all different industries. Uh, We've also found that uh, folks turn to freelancing for for many different reasons. Uh, One, of course, is flexibility. Of being able to work uh, when it fits into your schedule, which is why we see a lot of, uh would we'll say, parents uh, make that switch from the traditional workforce to uh, to freelancing. Uh, we also find that uh, there are folks who have uh, specific skills that, and they believe that they can make more money if they move away from traditional employee employment and create uh, their own rolodex uh, of work, and in that way, they're able to control their finances and and work as much as they want to while creating more income for themselves. Uh, and I would say another important reason people turn to freelancing is because they have an entrepreneurial spirit and, and they want to build something uh, that's, that's of their own. So that's what we found. I mean, there's more to to that information, but I'm looking forward to talking about them throughout this conversation.
0: So freelancers are a really important part of our current world, right? I mean, I did not realize those numbers. One trillion dollars. That's a huge number. And 57 million Americans have freelanced. And that was just in 2019, correct?
1: 2019. Wow. Wow. At
0: some point throughout the year. Wow. And all of the reasons you listed, I think, are exactly why it appeals to us. Most of us have that entrepreneurial spirit. We want to do our own thing and we're lifted up by those creative projects that we come up with on our own and the flexibility, especially now with the COVID you know, situation like flexibility is so important now more than ever because parents are having to stay home with their kids, and that has never been the case for them before. So, I think that being a freelancer right now, as we're speaking, is super relevant. And I can see those numbers going up even more, don't you think?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I would use the 2008 recession as an example. Uh, when the market crashed, uh, there was a 12% increase in the amount of freelancers from 2008 up until last year. Uh, and it, it, we saw a jump in the, in the earlier in 2010 uh, when people decided to to move away from the traditional workforce and and again, decided to take control of their own finances and create their own work.
0: So unemployment now, I don't know the numbers or statistics on this, but you might in the time of COVID, I'm sure has gone up, right? So how has that impacted how people have dove into freelancing? Well,
1: you know, I, I would say that freelancers um, are un- were uniquely prepared uh, for, for a situation like this. Uh, one, because uh, given the, the nature of the work, I believe freelancers are, are always preparing for Months or in which there might be certain dry periods and in, in the amount of work they're bringing in, um, but of course, you know the COVID—it's is unique in, in itself uh, because there is there's there's uncertainty on when uh, there is going to be um, a, a, an increase in the amount of jobs that are available. Uh, you know, because of the shutdowns that have happened, has uh, really created a a lot of uncertainty when it comes to employment. You know, across the board, uh, and we saw, you know, surveying our own members, that uh, in the in the height of the pandemic, about eighty percent of freelancers reported uh, to have lost income in the first two or three months, uh, and and, they ex- and over ninety five percent expected to continue to lose income throughout the rest of the year. Uh, so we 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 became very concerned early on about you know while freelancers are 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 resilient and prepared to take on any challenges when it comes to to finding work and and producing income for themselves the uncertainty of when when the overall economy is going to come back and and help produce the 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 jobs is what concerned us and we thought it was important early on to advocate on a federal level that any any sort of relief package that comes down down the pipe includes freelance workers uh which is why we saw Unemployment insurance is being one of those one of the, one of those important uh, benefits, uh, especially with especially with the other loans that small businesses are receiving, like the Paycheck Protection Program, and the uh, ec- uh, economic disaster loans. Uh, you know, we also ensure that independent contractors are able to qualify for those programs as well, because because we understood that there's going to be a larger safety net uh, that workers were going to have to depend on uh, to get them through these months where. You know, unemployment is that is at, at its highest. Uh, so, you know, I I would say that you know we we will we continue to stay focused on that. Congress gets back Congress gets back to work uh, from their mini vacation uh, this week, um, and we're going to push them on on ensuring that any any relief that comes forward continues to include freelance workers, uh, so that so that when un, so that until we know that the economy is bouncing back. Uh, you know, there was a safety net in place.
0: Because I feel like freelancers are a little bit underrated, don't you think? I feel like if you work for in a corporate setting, you're kind of covered as far as like going through a pandemic like this. The government has your back, right? But when you're a freelancer, it's just like you're kind of out there and... We expect that as freelancers, we know this. So I loved your statistic about 95% of freelancers expected to lose income in 2020. We just kind of expect that tumultuous situation because that's our life. <laughs> we are not used to being backed in any way. So I like that you are advocating for that and saying to Congress, hello, freelancers need protection too, because we have real valid Jobs and we contribute a lot to society as well.
1: Absolutely, and freelancers are going to play a very instrumental role in the bounce back of our economy. You know, as we know, you know, bigger corporations and smaller businesses uh, depend on on independent workers to come in uh, and help them and help them get back up and will, will, will help them come back up and running once the economy starts to bounce back. You know, I think the 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 uh, the fact that freelancers the freelance workers are so fluid and and uh, and are available uh, when needed uh, it's it's an added added bonus, added plus, and and I think Congress should should pay attention to to the importance of supporting that that uh, that
0: work. Mm, I love that you back that, and yeah, you're right. A lot of freelancers are. I think you used the word resilient, and we're really adaptable as well. We can. Just take on multiple projects of any variety. So I I just love that you're supporting this. So talk to us about potential threats to freelancers because you in your interview notes mentioned threats such as I don't I'm not familiar with these but AB five and the Pro Act. Can you talk to us a little bit about those? Yeah,
1: definitely. Uh, it's it's actually probably one of the the biggest conversation within within the freelance world outside from. Uh, the pandemic, uh, because uh, the AB5 law, which passed in California uh, about a, about a year ago and took into effect a few months ago, has really dried up uh, any of the opportunities that freelance writers, specifically, uh, were 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 uh, were made available to them um, uh, because a law which goes after a misclassification uh, required for writers. Um, to be classified as as employees of the businesses they were writing for. Uh, and if not, then they can only contribute 35 pieces uh, of material uh, to the publication a year. Oh wow. Uh, creating a, a lot a lot of concern with, within the industry because as we know, writers uh um writers work, you know, the I guess the, what I'm trying to say is the law, the way the law is written, uh, if you are contributing to to a to a company whose sole purpose is to produce a certain type of content, and you're the person who created that content, then you have to be classified as a worker of that business. So, if you're a a, a writer and you're if you're if you're writing stories for the New York Times, for example, uh, the New York Times will have to hire you as a as a part time worker. Uh, but if you are writing uh, a content for a a food company that needs copy for their website, then they're able to hire you as, as a freelancer. Um, and that has created a lot of confusion within California about who would, be, have to be, who would have to classify as a worker, who would have to be classified as a freelancer, can you continue freelancing the way you traditionally have been over the years? Uh, and, and because of that, a lot of freelance writers have lost their work over the past few months pre-pandemic uh, and, ex- and expect to continue losing work uh, post-pandemic. Uh, so the, the, the PRO Act, which is the federal version of the AB5 bill in California, will encapture the entire country. Uh, so workers in every state, uh, freelance workers in every state, uh, would be limited to the type of work they can do and, and what industries they'd be able to work for. Um, and, and industries and companies will be limited to hiring freelancers to doing the traditional work they've been doing over the years. So we want to ensure that any federal law that moves forward uh, has the has exemptions and has the correct language to ensure that pro- real professional freelancers that do it as a profession uh, wouldn't be able to continue doing the work they have been. But but the law will, will be able to capture those companies that are misclassifying workers in order to dodge pr- providing them all of the social safety nets that traditional workers receive.
0: Oh, yikes, that's kind of scary. Do you anticipate the PRO Act being passed or what are your thoughts?
1: So, uh, one, of, one of the big concerns is that the PRO Act actually uh, passed the House of Representatives um, overwhelmingly. The Senate has not uh, taken on the issue as of yet, and we think it's, not, it's important now more than ever for freelancers in all industries to get involved in this conversation uh, to ensure that the Senate uh, takes those issues into account and, and makes the necessary changes to the bill uh, before it's passed into law. Uh, California, I would say, uh, uh, just most recently, just last week, uh, passed amendments to the bill uh, to ensure that writers are, are are exempted and they don't and they're not facing the challenges that they faced in earlier earlier in the year. Uh, so we want to ensure that any of those exemptions that California put in put in in in, the, in recently uh, is taking into account in the in the federal level. So uh, it, it has passed it has passed the House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. So there is momentum, and it could potentially pass the Senate. And I think our job now is to ensure that that the right changes are made, so no, so professional freelancers aren't aren't caught up and hurt at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, and this affects writers you mentioned, but does it affect other freelancers as well?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, a, a lot of a lot of different industries It affects writers, musicians, uh, healthcare workers, um, pretty much um, pretty much every industry is affected, uh, and and it's 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 a law it's a law that was created with the intention of making sure that companies are not misclassifying workers, uh, but the unintended consequence is that freelancers uh, are getting caught up in the mix.
0: So what can we do? Is there anything we can do to assist this issue along in the right way? Or, I mean, it's just kind of hard to sit back and and be like, okay, this is what's happening. Is there something that we can do? Yeah, the, I mean, the most
1: important thing I, I would say that, that freelancers yeah. can do is reach out to their uh, U.S. senators in their state Ah, uh, write them an email, give a give a phone call to their office, and express that you have concerns with the pro act the way it's currently written, and that you would like to see changes into the bill to ensure that professional freelancers are not caught up uh, uh, in any of the unintended consequences of the bill. Uh, and that California has has been a prime example of what can happen on a federal on on a, on a national level of uh, if, if the right exemptions are not written into the bill uh we as, as the union uh have put up information on our website you can go onto our blog uh one to find who you, who your u.s senator is but also uh find uh i guess the concerns that, that have been brought up by freelancers in california as well
0: i i mean we always think that if we reach out to our senators that it's not going to make an impact but for sure it will right i mean if enough people do it they're going to see it over and over and hear us and i think there's Nothing to lose from doing that, and it can give us peace of mind as well that we've contributed a little bit to the cause. So I like that you recommended that, and also just making sure, like you mentioned, Raphael, to reference what happened in California, so that they, you know, have kind of have a frame of reference. Like it's already happened there, so we don't want this to continue. I would love it if you talked to us a little bit more about your website Freelancers Union. I was on there this morning looking through it, and. There are so many great resources and it's such a well put together website. So I would love it if you just talked us through like what ways do you provide support for freelancers and how do you advocate and how can we utilize your services?
1: Sure. So, you know, I would like to start by saying that, you know, Freelancers Union has been around for 25 years. This year is our 25th anniversary. And it's an organization that was founded by a, a freelancer uh, who believed that there should be an institution in place uh, organizing freelance the freelance workforce uh, providing them with with products and and information that's going to help make the, the their the freelance work uh, easier and also be a space in which uh, freelancers can can begin communicating and building a larger community you know as we know because we're independent workers, it's much, hard, it's much tougher uh, to build that camaraderie, uh, that office space camaraderie that traditional workers have. Uh, but, but, but by the union creating this space, uh, it, it's, been a, it's been a driver for you know, productive conversations, productive uh, 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 information that's been conducive to, to individuals' businesses. Uh, so I, I implore you to go on our website, freelancersunion.org, uh, what you'll find there is many different insurance products that freelancers need to do their work. Whether one, whether it be health insurance, uh, two, it could be other types like like accidental, uh, life, disability, liability. And uh, we, what we do is work with insurance companies that we believe uh, offer the best product and at the best price points uh, for for freelance workers. Uh, two, what you'll also find is resources. Uh, for example, one that I just mentioned earlier is our blog. Our blog uh, is, is updated with content that we believe is, is going to be useful to freelancers that are in different stages of their career, whether you're a beginner or you're a seasoned veteran. Uh, there's information there that will help you uh, do your work uh, you know, a lot better. Uh, we also offer guidance around filing taxes, uh, uh, offer guidance around legal issues you might have, for example, clients not keeping up their end of their contract and we also uh offer a a, a space called called our, our spark it's called our spark program and what spark is is our nationwide member meetup uh, and there are about 23 in, in 22 different cities across the country in which freelancers within those cities actually meet every 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 month at the beginning of the month and we, we are able as a union to funnel information that and, and workshops and uh, that we believe is, a, is helpful to, to the individual freelancer, but it's also a space for you to meet freelancers within your own city as well who are members of the union so you know I would say that across the board, the information we have uh, really helps address a lot of the issues that freelancers in all different stages of their career uh, will find valuable um, and and of course the the, the the, 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 one of the most important points is you know, you, when, you, when you become a member, uh, we begin unifying uh, the freelance voice across the country and, and, and allow for the union to be, become a stronger advocate uh, for your issues on local, state, and federal issues like, like the AB5 and the pro. <sighs>
0: I love the quote you just said. We begin unifying the freelance voice across the country. I think, uh, yeah, we all feel that. That's such a powerful line. And I just have one quick question for you about um, being um, becoming a member of Freelancers Union. Is it free?
1: Yes, it's free. One hundred percent. Okay.
0: And it sounds like you guys have done so much of the legwork as far as like figuring out health insurance and taxes and all of those things that kind of stress (laughs) stress us out honestly that we don't always want to spend time figuring out because it's kind of a, a vague world like who am i i don't really work for anyone so how do i even get started i've heard so many people say what do you have for health insurance i have no idea where to start so you guys have taken care of a lot of that for us and it looks like it's just I mean, there's so much in your website. I'm looking through there right now and it's such a great resource. You mentioned the spark location, the spark meetings, how great. I don't see my city in here. Is there any way to request a city?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So the best, the best way to get a city on the list is uh, uh, if someone in the city uh, uh, volunteers to be a spark leader. Um, You're welcome to become a leader if you have the time, Megan. Uh, but if there's anyone out there listening from your city, uh, we encourage you to send us an email, a uh, request to be a Spark leader, and our union will work with you closely in giving you the content uh, to host the meeting uh, at the beginning of every month.
0: Cool. And I see this quote on here that I just love, too. You have it at the bottom of your Spark page, and it's, it looks like it's from Matt Nelson. And I love that he says, I finally have work friends. And like, I feel like we all could really relate to that because we work alone. We have these lonely jobs. Being an entrepreneur and a freelancer is exciting in so many ways. But I mean, the truth is, we are really lonely. So having work friends, I think that will appeal to so many people listening. And then his quote says, After years of working solo from home, I finally have a community. Oh, we all want that. So great stuff here on the website. If you guys go to freelancersunion.org, check it out. It is really so valuable. Okay, Rafael, is there anything else as far as like digging into your website that food bloggers listening might find really valuable that we haven't talked about?
1: Um, you know, I, I, there's, there's a lot there from, from financial tools, uh, how to manage your taxes, to uh, learning how to deal with client non-payments uh, so really I, I implore everyone just to, just to go on and, and, and look at uh, you know what what will work best for them but I think we try to cover a lot of those issues and, and if you feel we can expand on that we're always open to figuring out how we can be most helpful uh, but I, I would say you know if you're someone with, with the means uh, one of one of the important uh, efforts we took on recently uh, was is raising money for members who are going through tough financial times uh, we created a a, a, free, a freelance relief fund, uh, and it's actually hosted by our by our nonprofit working today. And 100% of donations that come in uh, go back into the hands of freelancers uh, who have reported going through a tough financial situation because of the pandemic.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out. Um, I noticed just browsing through here that you do webinars so like you call them freelance happy hours i think that's such a great idea such a great way to talk about a topic but also get people together online and now is the perfect time to get people together online right so that's an another cool thing inside of here so what advice do you have for food bloggers and other people listening who are in that world of freelancing do you have a couple bits of advice for us because you obviously are immersed in this world in some capacity.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I think, I think we all, we all know, uh, that because of the pandemic, uh, the amount of work is, is limited because of how high unemployment is, uh, there are people who are, who are looking for different opportunities. So I think it's, it's now the time to best position yourself, you know, uh, uh, start focusing on upskilling, uh, diversifying, uh, the publications you're writing for or the issues you're, you're covering. That way you can continue growing uh, your, your, your own offerings and, and you continue being resilient.
0: We both mentioned the word resilient a couple times because freelancers are just known for being that way. But hopefully we can get through this trying time without letting it sink us and staying above water a little bit. Is there anything that we've missed talking about? I feel like we went through our notes really fast, but I feel like you're also a wealth of information. So let me know if there's something else that you would like to cover on this topic.
1: Um, you know, we, we uh, if, you're, if you're in New York specifically, but we're doing this also on a national level, um, or we're working on getting this on a national level, we actually have a, a freelancers hub uh, that's sponsored by, by the city of New York. And it's a, it's one it originally started as a physical space, free co-working space for freelancers um, and within that space we host uh, webinars and, uh, and and training programs uh, to provide you know freelancers with 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 programs and information uh, that that would help them uh, expand on on their work. so a lot of that programming has has been expanded online uh, so we 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 do gift reprogramming through Instagram, through Zoom, through all the other telecommunic- tele- telecommunicating uh, platforms. Uh, so I encourage you, even if you don't live in the city, because we have gone virtual, uh, to look at all those different programs that we offer and, and, and uh, see if there's a topic that works for you. It covers everything from, from wellness activities to help you deal with the stress of our current situation and beyond. Uh, to possibly you know upskilling on on your own profession uh, so and also we also hold legal clinics quarterly uh, through the freelancers hub, uh, which gives you direct access to a lawyer uh, to help you navigate any sort of legal issues you're you're encountering.
0: Oh, that's a great feature. the legal clinics that's another topic that we don't always like to talk about or dive into because it's you know it's not always the creative, um, flow that we get into. It's like the other opposite end of the spectrum, but what do you like, what is included in those clinics? So you have access to a lawyer. What can you just like ask any question you have or how does it work?
1: So free, free access, just one-on-one conversation with, with, with a lawyer that is knowledgeable on freelancer issues. And, and it's mostly catered to writers and others in, in the creative and, and media industry. So, um, uh, you know I encourage everyone to, to look at you know what what, what, uh, what issues they help cover you know is everything from contracts uh, to any issues you might have with your taxes uh, uh, you know information on how to tighten your own contract you're probably already using uh, with clients so it, it really covers issues across the board that I would say uh, writers and bloggers are, are dealing with.
0: is that for New York residents only
1: Well, the, that program is currently for New York residents only but but we, are, as a union, are, understand how important it has been to our members and how popular it is. So we're working uh, to expand it nationally.
0: Great. That's really great.
1: Hopefully by early next year, we'll be able to do that.
0: Cool. Well, I think everyone should go reach out to their senators and just talk about this. This is an issue that is going to affect all of us if certain legislation is passed. So. Um, it's very important to do that. And I just really appreciate you taking the time to be here today, Raphael. Thank you so much.
1: It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: Yes. So we will put together a show notes, just kind of going through everything that we've talked about today. We'll include the links to freelancers union and if anyone wants to go check those out, you can find those at eblogtalk.com forward slash freelancers union. Before we go, Rafael, I like to ask my guests if they have either a favorite quote or words of inspiration for food bloggers or entrepreneurs.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, w- I would take it back to one of, my, one of my favorite quotes that I think I've used throughout my entire life. Uh, and, and it comes from a, an essayist uh, and a poet, a writer named Henry David Thoreau. Uh, and it's simply that simplify, simplify, simplify. And I, I think that we get caught up in, in complicating things that uh, if, if we're able to take a step back and look at how we can simplify, whether it be our business model, uh, uh, what we're offering, that we're able to really kind of focus on on perfecting uh, what, what we offer and, and create at the end of the day, creating a better product. Um, I think we see great companies, big large corporations like Apple, for example, that are experts at this. And I think that that advice can definitely uh, be uh, valuable to to a freelancer. Uh,
0: yeah, we tend to think that the more complicated we make things, that the better that is. But I love that you said Apple, because as you were talking, I was thinking of Apple, how simple their messaging and everything, their advertising, everything is so simple, but it's one of the most effective companies when it comes to marketing, right? So it's like, if they can do it in such a powerful way, then we should probably be doing it too. Love it. And Henry David Thoreau, I don't think I've had anyone quote him yet on this podcast. So I love that you brought (laughs) his name. That's great. Well, Raphael, we've talked about this a little bit, but I always like to reiterate, where can my listeners find you online?
1: Yeah, well, you can find a union online at uh, freelancersunion.org. Uh, and, and we also have a Twitter and Instagram and Facebook account, uh, which is simply Freelancers You. And uh, if you'd like to follow me directly, uh, I am at RL Espinal across all those different platforms.
0: So tell me again, okay? So on Instagram, Freelancer. Okay, I found you, Freelancers You. Okay, just the letter U. Got it. Cool. Well, thanks again for being here, Rafael, and thank you for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you next time.